Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Wherever you are in the world. My name is Steve. And my name is Cass. And, and you, you have tuned in to the Fun Route. That's right. That's the first time we've ever yeah, actually we synchronized that. that. High five. Wait. Nailed, Nailed it. it. <laughs> so, I hope you guys are having the most amazing day. And I hope you guys have been listening to some previous episodes because... You better. First off, our one of our last episodes, or more recent episodes, was about embarrassing stories. So if you haven't heard that, you're going to want to go back and listen to that and re-listen for a good yeah. laugh. Well, that is the only podcast you want to skip. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I wish we could have I a I do video. not want you to know <laughs> what my embarrassing stories are in life, but... It's really funny. And you know what? The reason why we do it is because life is not always about fun and having success. Sometimes you have an embarrassing story and you hit a wall straight on. And I that's actually not part I of life. truly love that when I have when I just or when I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Even though at the moment for that just a few seconds, you feel that kind of panic. Mm. And then the second you can laugh at it is like the most freeing feeling in the world. Did I talk about the story that I was the promoting yes, the new acts? Yes. Is that the one on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to go and listen to that. It is amazing. But today, oh, my God, we have a special treat for you. <laughs> because as, as a lot of people heard, we have one of the opposite uh, episodes that I'm talking about, one of my biggest inspirations in life. And today we have a special treat because we're going to have an interview <laughs> with the one and only John Giswold. That's right. No, <laughs> On that episode, the title of it is Sliding Doors. And we're talking about people who've really made a huge impact in your life. Mm. And you, you go back to that day, you rewind all the difference that they've made in your life. And you think, where on earth would I be? if we never met mm. and not only is John Giswold that person for Steve, but he also has made such a huge impact for good yeah. on my life. And we are just delighted that he took time out of his busy schedule. He's a busy New Yorker and that he yeah. take time to come record this with us. So we're very, very excited. So this is the official start of the interview. <laughs> Good afternoon, the one and only John Giswold. Yay! Yay! Put your hands together. Put your hands together. How sweet are you both? I can't. I'm thrilled that you reached out to me. I saw you online in this wonderful inter internet world that we live in uh, <laughs> with your dog in the park. And then suddenly I got this message from you. So I was really excited. That you yeah. reached out to me and flattered by... Uh, of course. I mean, we planned, we've planned this interview. I think the moment we started doing this yeah. podcast, I the said... The moment we said, we got to interview other people. And the first person we John want, Giswold. John Giswold. <laughs> so you're in New York now. It's one o'clock. And we're in Barcelona. But in our hearts, we're always together. Same place, same time. Which and is, people know the internet is giving us real time with each other, even across the globe, which I love. Totally. Yeah, this is too. actually our first interview ever. Oh, yeah. We better not screw it up. We better not screw. So if it looks like what and the hell are they talking about? It's because it's our first interview. So please bear with us. Well, thank you. But um, I mean, John, 
you know how much you mean to me. <laughs> and and I love it that you always say that I mean a lot to you, but you. we are bonded for life. Absolutely. Um, I will never forget the day I met you, the day I went to Gote, because John, people know who he is, of course, but for the people who have no idea yet, John is a huge fitness guru in my eyes, has been the leader for many, many programs um, with Reebok, with a lot of different companies, wrote books. He's an author. I mean, he's really one of the leading people in the fitness industry, and he's also my biggest inspiration because the first time I ever took a class with you was actually in Amsterdam. I in that day. Yeah, and we're not going to talk about the date, but it was a long <laughs> time ago. Okay, wait a second. It was before you grew facial hair, I'm pretty sure, because you were clean as baby's bottom in that picture. Was that the picture that you had posted? Uh, no, that it was actually when Steve was actually later. came to New York to visit, but the, okay. uh, I'm surprised that I have a photograph of it because that was actually before film was created when we met. <laughs> How did you get that? What a great moment to keep in. Have you seen it? Somebody today yeah. sent me a picture saying, oh my God, yeah. how old are you there? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm scared when, to say it. But when I look at you as a young kid, you look like Dane to me. Yeah. You look like you could, he, you look like my son. It is the craziest thing yeah, yeah, yeah. ever. But I will never forget it. I was in Amsterdam and we were taking a Reebok step class and you were, I had no idea who you were there. That's the first time I ever met you. And it was a room of 300 people. And all I had was that tunnel vision directly to you. And I'm like, this man is just Magic. teaching for me. And I'm flying. This is not a step class. This is a. Fl this is magic, and I, I still remember the choreographies. I actually thought <laughs> for the next twenty five years after yeah. that, but it was amazing. I mean, there's only a couple of people who, and you. I want you to talk about that because there are people who say work your magic, and how do you do that? And I was so lucky and Cass as well to experience that. So mm, this is going to be my first official question. Ah. How come that you can inspire so many people around the world? How do you do that? What do you feel inside when you project that energy to, towards people that you know that you make them fly? Well, you know, it's interesting because that day, it was the International Workout in Amsterdam, sponsored by mm -hmm. Reebok Step. And I remember it so vividly because in my world, there were a thousand people there because, you know, I like to inflate my experience slightly. <laughs> <laughs> there were probably a thousand. Did I say 300? Yeah. Make that a thousand for but sure. You're used to that being Stephen Cass on the world stage with Zumba and having thousands of people in an audience these yeah. days. But in those days, uh, it wasn't quite uh, as, as uh, oriented to these mass scale faces. It was in a yeah. sports stadium and it was the largest audience I had ever been in front of at that point. Uh, they gave me a pair of wooden shoes from Holland and, and it was really a, a beautiful moment for me. But what, Did they want you to teach step in those shoes? Yeah, I was... Mean, <laughs> by the way but the uh you know looking out into the audience you know 
I, I think of Madonna's Truth or Dare when she was on stage and you looked at the vast amounts of thousands and thousands of people and she's such a small person. And how do you, how do you absorb the love being thrown at you? And yeah. how do you project when you're, you know, Madonna's only five, two, how do you project it out to each audience member in that scale? And I, what I come to surmise is that it's really an agreement that we all step into that environment. Everyone who was participating in that international workout came there for a purpose. My mm. purpose was also set so that when we entered the room, there was there was a magic that was looked that we were seeking. We were yeah. looking for it together. I was there to supply what I could supply through, uh, you know, rehearsal and knowing my material, knowing uh, how to pull out my little bag of tricks, which we all have. But I know that those, I'm not going to say that they're in sincere tricks. They're tricks that I know are going to release an enthusiasm in people. Mm -hmm. It's going to let them know they're in a safe place. and that Maybe not tricks. Maybe it's a recipe, something that you know that if you build on together, exactly. it creates something really good. I think that's a really good way of putting it, Cass, because it is, it's like, you don't know if it's going to work, but what it requires from an instructor's point of view, and I will always come from an instructor's mental uh, uh, mindset, mindset exactly, as to what my purpose is there. My purpose yeah. there is to deliver an experience. And if that experience is joyous and results-oriented, because I'm in the exercise business and people are there to exercise, but if I can give them a sense of joy and a sense of escape, um, then I've actually hit my mark. I'm not yeah. asking people to escape away from their lives. I'm asking them to escape into the world that we are sharing. Yeah. So if I can, I if I can stir that up like a recipe, yeah. then I have the skills and the tools to do that, like a master chef or a or a magician. But it's not even magic. It's we know um, we're all there for a specific reason, and if we can let our egos go enough to have yeah. the the magic happen, it will always happen. Absolutely. And I truly, I truly believe that, I mean, next to the amazing talent that you have to train people physically, what you, you had no idea how you were training people mentally. And I mean, mentally sounds like we're all. No, but you up, can, you, yeah. you understand the body and the mechanics yeah. of the body, but you tapped into the emotions of the heart. Yeah. Yeah. which is a unique and beautiful thing. And you, you understand that people being fit is not just the body. It's them being happy. And I mean, I, I, I bring out my inner John all the time when I want to connect with people. I said, how would John do it? How did John react? How, you know, that is truly something magical that you have done. Well, you, you I want mean, to know something, Stephen. I want to say this to you in your in this environment that you and Cass are are producing and creating is the profound gratitude that I have that you use me as that model for you uh, because I had models myself. Uh, and I know you've mentioned it in private to me when we're driving around in my convertible car, uh, <laughs> you know, wherever we're heading out, singing to Michael, you know, to Mark Anthony music and having, Oh my God. Yeah. And we, we have these heartfelt moments where you really express your gratitude, which I know is true 
Um, and I, you know, it, it's such a, an honor to have that place in your, in your career and in, in your life. I have my own and we all have to have those connectors um, mm. because it, let, it also helps us feel less alone. And what yeah. our world does, uh, the fitness world, the, the world of movement, I'm going to say, because you're in the movement business. Not only do you move people physically, but you move them there, you move their souls, you move their joy, you move their minds. And uh, that's the kind of thing that uh, you can invest time, treasure uh, in for yourself. Um, but it, when you can exude it and when you can hand it over and pay it forward, yeah. you know, the world becomes a much, much, much more tolerable place and a, a place that I want to live in. So I want to just express my great, my sincere thanks for the, uh, the compliments you and the flattery you always give me. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I loved you the second I met you just by Steve's admiration of you. <laughs> I'm Manhattan girl. I, just, right? I couldn't get, I could not wait to get my <laughs> hands on you and to just soak that up. And you've been nothing but exceeding all the expectations I had already uh, had for you. Yeah. So in your life, You haven't always had this amazing, maybe vehicle that you've recognized in yourself. What moment did you switch and say, you know what? It's time for me to do that, to pay it forward, to help people be more present in the world and more present with each other. Was there a defining moment or maybe a, a, an age or was it just always in you? That's a really good question because it. I think that there. You know, I listened to your podcast, Sliding Doors. I've listened to many of them, and I and I love them. I love the conversations that you are bringing to people. Uh, it causes you to really reflect, reflect, and think about your own path to the present. Yeah, I, I think it really causes you to uh, take stock and inventory of those moments in your life, those people in your life, and also. Um, the, 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 the thresholds that you walk through yourself. And, you know, I, I had, uh, I've had a couple of big ups and big downs. I've had a a life-threatening suicide attempt, uh, which I wrote about in my second book. I was very, uh, honest in letting people know that, you know, fit people just don't appear like out of a, out of a, a, a lamp, like a genie. You rub the lamp and here comes Steve and Cass and John and everybody's happy. There's moments that define you and there are moments that refine you. And um, that that moment when I turned away from jumping off of a ledge, which is uh, my lowest moment, uh, I turned away from that and was struggling for the few days after that. But I was standing on the corner. I was. I had a drug problem, and I'm going to be quite honest in saying that. I had a drug problem that I have now been successfully clean and dry over 31 years. But that moment when I had that that uh, low point, I stepped away from that, and I asked for help. And the day after I asked for help, I was standing on the corner of 21st Street and 6th Avenue in New York City, And there was a tap on my shoulder uh, and it was a woman who was standing behind me. And she said, your name is John, right? And I said, yeah. She said, 
I heard you at the meeting ask for help because I went to a, a meeting to to put my hand up and say I'm in yeah. trouble. And uh, I said, yeah, I, I'm Johnny and I'm, I'm okay. And she said, well, my name is Molly Fox and I own an exercise studio right down the block. Why don't you come in and have a cup of coffee? And from that moment, I entered the exercise world for the very first time. Wow. I ended up working there for seven years. I had not exercised ever before. I did all of my training there. All of my mentors were there. And Molly Fox and the Molly Fox Studios in New York gave me a second chance. So do you think that she saw and recognized that authenticity and that vulnerability and knew that that was something that we are all aching for and knew that that would, that would not only help you, but help everybody who came in contact with you? Well, I think what Molly was able to help me to recognize was potential. Yeah. You know, there was a potential within me that didn't know that I could do this, what we do. We lead a group of people. We are, people clap for us. We get paid. We have a certain amount of fame. We dance. We have all of those ingredients yeah. were perfectly set for me. I'm a communicator. I'm empathetic. Um, I have a certain amount of people pleasing that I've had to harness and make sure that I do it for a constructive reason and not for a selfish reason. Mm-hmm. And so there was a, there was a great amount of potential that was handed to me through the lens of exercise. And I was like, Oh, yeah. I, I was a fashion designer before this. I had no exercise background. And so it gave me an opportunity now for over 30 years to, to, you know, kind of live what I'm supposed to do. I knew it. Yeah. The minute I started doing it, I knew this was what I was meant to do. You know, mm. I mean, it's so beautiful. And when I go back to that day, I'm going to go there. Next time I'm in New York, I'm going to go to 21st Street yeah. and 6th Avenue. I'm going to go stand on that corner and say on this corner, magic happened. Mm-hmm. You got to tell me which corner it is. North, <laughs> west, north. I mean, I, I want to be on the exact spot. <laughs> I stood up um, a few days ago and I, and I, and I recruited every time I'm, I'm grateful for it. And the, the wow. thing about when Steve and I met, I have to push this back in is when I was teaching that thousand people, Steve said 300, I say a thousand. <laughs> all I could see was Steve in the middle yeah. of the room. He was beaming wow. light and we had a connection from stage to him. Yeah. I knew happened. And when he came up, I knew he would come up and introduce himself to me because he reflected the vision of myself. I saw the whole thing happen uh, in (laughs) real time. So it was almost a projection of my experience being handed back to me. So it was very interesting. Steve is hard to miss. You put him in a crowd, it is near impossible to see anybody Also because I'm six foot four and I dance like a queer, but still. (laughs) No, it's your, it's. It's your, it's you, it's you, right? It's your soul that oozes out. And I told you, I'm really good at teaming up with people who are better than me. That's why I found you and I stuck with you. (laughs) But you know, sometimes we teach it. You you inhabit that same magic cast. I mean, your magic on stage. And I think what I want the people who listen to this podcast to know is that if you're doing it for a reason that is doesn't necessarily align with the purpose of getting in front of a group of people. If you're up there for fame, if you're up there for money, you're going to struggle 
Yeah. If you're up there for the sincerity and the authenticity of actually moving people, mm. you know, not moving them, yeah. uh, not moving them to move your bank account or move them to make your stars shine. If you go there and agree that you are there to work together, yeah, you're gonna flourish and fly and soar for all the yeah. right reasons. And we, we love that when we take a class or see a class and we see the instructor whenever or whatever class it is can move people emotionally. Yeah. That's the class we we want to be part of. Because money and fame will come. Money and that, yeah. that stuff is just a residual. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But what I want to do is actually I want to go to that corner one day and realize what happened there, but also realize how... Easily, it could not have happened yeah. where Molly Fox would not have been there that same moment, right. would not have recognized you, or you would have been on the other side. Yeah. So that's what I talk about, sliding doors in life. Yeah. And we need to realize that every single person we see on street, we on the street, we can have an impact. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to go up to every single person and say, are you okay? Are you doing fine? No, but showing people love yeah. and giving eye contact, especially in this in this time, mm. that impact actually is much greater when you just take a moment yeah. to say, hey, I see you. In this yeah. big, crazy world, I still see you. What would your advice be to people who think they don't have the magic? Because everybody does have a little bit of magic. They need confidence to step up to people and give them a little tap on the shoulder and say, are you doing okay? What would be, because a lot of people are listening and saying, well, it's easy, you guys, you've been teaching and presenting and your social skills are higher. But the regular person, uh, what what would an advice be that you can give them? The, what I think, and I, and I, I love that question because what we're trying to do is we're trying to uh, nurture and fertilize um, people's uh, um, intuitive, like their instinctual caring part, the caring yeah. part of ourselves, the empathy that we have. But um, the it's it's not something you can teach. You have to have it. Yeah. Uh, it it's something that I think uh, it it doesn't come naturally for everybody. Yeah, you know, and it's it, if you feel like you're going to learn it somehow from a, a book. That's harder. It becomes really frustrating because it's like, why isn't it happening for me? So yeah. the best way that I can kind of uh, give them a freedom of that is to just be the beacon of light that you can be. Just be the demonstration yeah. in your own behavior, in your own way. Right. Fall short if you fall short. Rise if you rise. But if you just demonstrate who you are, you're, you're being... You're being that thing. You're gonna res- people are gonna respond to you. A whole different uh, audience may respond to me. That would respond to Cass. That may respond to you. Yeah. Uh, but if you're if you're true, and you just are the light, you're gonna light. You're gonna be light for somebody. Yeah. Does it make yeah. sense? I like that. No, I love that, yeah, and I no. think it. I think that comes with a little with a little trial and error. I agree. And testing it out and. I was reading on this book called the the happiness advantage and it was talking about just how small little things you can do even in the work environment by saying, okay, 
Today, I'm going to go and talk to five people. I'm just going to go strike up a little conversation, say hi even, because yeah. it was very out Connect. of this person's uh, comfort zone to he was very introvert and became more and more shy over the years. Yeah. And you can do it in your own way because everybody has their unique way of connecting. Not one is better than the other. However, the brighter you can let that beacon of light shine, the more people will be able to benefit from that and mm. be able to see when they feel very dark. Yeah. Right. Where do you get your inspiration, John? I'm sure, I mean, I only see you as this beacon of light recharging my battery. <laughs> Who recharges your battery? <laughs> wow. You know, that's, a, you know, I, you know, I love, um, uh, what I've been able to do is get outside of this external you know the, the the fireworks that we see in um, in concert or on movies or in music or in television any anything that's external. And what I've been able to try to do is I've been trying to get very quiet. You know we live in an environment that's loud and tribal and and in the exercise world it's loud and and it's oh, you know yeah. Yeah. it's bubbling and it's crazy. And that can be really hard to sustain all the time. Yeah. Uh, so what I have found is almost the antithesis of that is yeah. getting really quiet without noise from any source, because really the source that I have to rely the most on 24 hours a day, seven days a week is me. Mm -hmm. I have to just know that um, if there's a calm within me that I can bring the party when I need to, wherever I, <laughs> and that uh, by also by doing service and that Cass was just mentioning doing something, an act of kindness is service. Um, I, I, I served dinner at a, a homeless mission down in lower Manhattan once a month. That's doing something for mankind that yeah. always inspires me for some reason, because I feel very blessed to have the life I have. I never take it for granted and I try to either get quiet and be grateful or step out of myself and do service for someone who has a little bit less than I do. Uh, and it may not even be, it's my assumption that they have less, but these people are, are in trouble and I can offer them only a kind word. I can't offer mm. them a check to get them out of trouble. I can just acknowledge the fact that they're human. I can acknowledge the fact that I see them. I can offer them uh, the, the act of kindness through giving them a meal and just wishing them to have a good day. And it's an amazing, that. uh, well of, uh, of beauty that those little mm -hmm. acts of kindness, what Cass just mentioned, I had a, an instance in an exercise class where a woman came in. Many of my examples will come from exercise class. I have two I want to share. A woman came in and she had a tragic outfit. She had terrible skin she was brand new. She was vulnerable. <laughs> Tragic outfit. You know what I mean? And oh, my, yeah. This is my, my judgment skill at that time was, oh, you know, she's tragic. Yeah. And I, I thought, no, I've got to stop that. I have to go introduce myself, let her be vulnerable because she took the time to come into the class, to pay for it, to put on an outfit and get in there. So I paid attention to that versus my judgment of her. She was in the back of the room for two months, three months in, she was in the middle of the room. 
Mm. Months later, she was in the front of the class. Her skin was better. Her outfit was better. She was better. I ran into her about a year ago. This happened 25 years ago. I ran mm. into her a year ago. She looked fierce. She looked <laughs> fierce. And she stopped me and she said, do you remember me? And I do remember her vividly. And she and I said, you look fantastic. And she said, you gave me that. Mm. And I said, I just participated. You gave yourself that. Mm. Yeah. I was just yeah. a participant in it. I My responsibility is only to help her get there. <laughs> I don't take responsible for her result. I'm just a participant in it. Yeah, I love that. But I love that. one of those things that you were talking about, the most embarrassing moments, <laughs> I want to kind of throw something in because I had, I was in uh, Buenos Aires and I had, it's going to be a little bit of a long, is it okay if it's a long answer? I mean, I can Go listen to it. you all for day. hours. <laughs> I think wow. John Gizmond is the only person <laughs> capable of shutting Steve and I up. Yeah, we're just sitting here. We'll go like, tell us more. We're ticking down to them. So anyway, uh, I was doing a big conference in Buenos Aires and uh, I was a bit nervous because of the language barrier. You know, I had to have a translator and it was not working when I got there. Uh, It was a tense moment. We were doing a lot of a lot of exercise classes, step and body sculpting, aerobic, you know, it's like all these things. And there was a woman there who had literally one tooth and like <laughs> yellow hair with a black stripe of roots. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, again, judgment went up. I was like, Oh girl, you know, that kind of tragic. Thing. Yeah. She was in the front row of every session. She was in the first session I saw her in. She could nail the choreography of an aerobic champion who was teaching. And I was like, she is <laughs> fabulous. <laughs> So I gave her a, an apple. I mean, she only had one tooth and I felt bad. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> can you gnaw on this apple? <laughs> I said, you are, you are fantastic. And she lit up like a light bulb. She took all of my sessions. In the first session I taught, I had really short silver shorts on. This is the most embarrassing moment of my career, by the way. <laughs> I had very tight, short silver lycra shorts. And I'm up, there are 400 people in the stadium, a big you know, screen, jumbotron and cameras and all that. And I said, you know, we're going to do a squat. Like I, they were deaf or something. I was talking to <laughs> We're going to do a squat. You know, it's like, whatever. And I, <laughs> and I did a squat with my butt at the audience, at the camera, and the back oh, of my shorts popped open. Oh, a dance you're kidding me. And I'm looking at a large version of my naked butt on the jumbotron, <gasps> and the whole audience was like, "Score!" You know, they were like, <laughs> "Best class ever!" And I, I took my shirt off, tied it around my waist, and taught for two hours. That's my most embarrassing moment. And you just felt that breeze right through that hole in the back of your leggings. Comfortable. It was so. <gasps> I mean, so I would have died. How, how far did? The, Where did the split go? The split go <laughs> all the way <laughs> up to the front, to the so crack. it ended up being tea bags oh, or yeah, I was naked basically. The back of the <laughs> oh my gosh, this is my first. I love that over the whole weekend, right? So anyway, the the weekend went by, and Miss One Tooth Apple Blonde Hair, she took every session of mine. I think because she liked my naked butt. 
Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so at the end of the sessions, I had a something called soul training, which was 10 half a yoga postures and a guided visualization. So I was very ahead of, this was 20 years ago. Wow. And I did the session. I had, you know, all black on. I was lit beautifully. I had 400 people in the session. <laughs> and my translator had only found out that she was pregnant during that convention. She had not told anybody but me. Oh, gosh. I just found out. I hope this isn't boring you. No, I'm loving this. I mean, I'm loving this. So I'm doing my class. It was going really, really well. And the audience was right there with me for my sun salutation, the poses. And then I got- Are you sure it wasn't a thousand people? 16. Probably. I'm thinking that. (laughs) And then the visualization is all verbal. And this is all translated. And And I said to the translator before we started, I said, I need you to translate what I'm saying to your new baby. I need that voice. Yeah. That's the tone. So I did this 20 minute visualization and literally it felt like the room levitated. And then at the end, everyone was dead. I mean, it was, it was a weird moment for me. It was probably the highlight of my career because everyone felt it. It was because that emotion gets lost in translation and she could channel you. And everyone was there and it was the, it was a a moment so clearly divine. You know, it was a divine moment. And so at the end of it, I was very overwhelmed. I was very, I was tearful and I was, my heart was so full and one tooth with the apple (laughs) with an envelope and she gave me an envelope and she was very shy and she ran away. And and my uh, translator, I said, could you read this? And she said, she opened it up and said, I have never written to another man outside of my husband. Mm. I have been teaching three women exercise classes in my garage three times a week, and they pay me $1. Wow. I have spent years trying to come to a convention, and I'm here. And with you, I've never learned more from someone I could not understand. Oh, oh man! And I want to thank you. So I mean, we don't know where these people are. They linger. Some of them are the most shy people, the most uh, inhibited. But we have this. If you're the beacon, and that's all you are, I wasn't out there to impress her. I was just out there to do my work. Um, then you do your work, and you inspire people. I mean, look at us sitting here. We're just. I wish, I wish the people listening could see us. Could just, see us. We're literally <laughs> just supporting mm-hmm. our head, just like we're in love. There you go. I got a screenshot. <laughs> what I love is that the the stories you're saying it's very small acts that make yeah, a very big, big difference. Di- yeah. And what it should do is encourage everybody to think back to those small moments that made a huge impact and understand that if we treat every small moment as if it can make a big impact, we can really, you know, do a lot of good for people. And the biggest impact of course is on ourselves because Mm -hmm. when we do good for others, it, it benefits us more. And if everybody would, I mean, being a true magician, the way you are is, 
magical. I mean, you literally elevated 1,000 people in the room and I could see it. Yeah. And I see it happening. Mm. But you share your magic to other people, letting them know, tap that person on the shoulder, yeah. asking them for a coffee and you might save a life. That's right. That is true. That's the true magic of life. And that is, we're so used to seeing all these superheroes on screen, but that is what makes real true superheroes. If yeah. you can share those short little magics with people mm -hmm. and have a big impact on them. And I think that's, and it, that and it, we have to close. I can't believe we have to close the podcast. Well, though, this but, will not be our only interview. No, we got to do it again. There's actually a lot more that I want to talk with you about what you're doing with knitting and go. connecting with people that way. So that will be another episode. Uh, we could just, have you on every single week yeah. because you're a big <laughs> inspiration for us. And you remind me, your whole theory of life reminds me of my dad. And what he would say is no matter the question, the answer is always love. Yeah. So if that's how you're looking at the person who might be kind of irritating you even and asking you a question, the answer is always love. So how can yeah. you show love to yeah. them? Yeah. And you have, done that to Steve. You've done that to me. Mm. And I've seen it with everybody who even we walk by on yeah. by the streets. I've been in Bruges with you. I've been in New York with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you, you truly have a yeah. gift and yeah. uh, you've been able to share it. What we feel, I'm telling you, thousands of people feel exactly the same. Yeah. The yeah. only difference is we have a podcast where we can say Yeah, it. and we have your number where we can call you. <laughs> okay. We love you. Thank you, John. With every every part of my body, my soul, my heart, and you know oh, that. The, the thing that you guys are, are you've got such beautiful energy. And the, 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 I think the secret sauce is kindness. Yeah, oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Just be kind. You know, yeah. because you want to be kind back. You know, yeah. you offer it, it comes back. It's not hard. Yeah. It doesn't take much effort. True. Yeah. I mean, this is, that's the ma the magician that I'm always talking about to people. Yeah. I mean, I cannot tell you how he speaks. It's something <laughs> I can't, I can't explain it to you. Anyway, if you want more information about John, please look him up. We are going to do another interview and Absolutely. another one and another one because. Yeah, go to my website, com. I'm there and. Yeah, John, John Giswold.com. Giswold That's J O N G I Z A L D. G I S W O L D. Oh my gosh, I have you on my phone as G I Z. <laughs> and Is I, it and the I, easiest I, spelling known to man. Yeah. Or You're like Mr. Easy. So it's J O N G I S W O L D.com. And we will make sure that we put it in the show notes. You can find yeah. it on. Instagram as well. Instagram as well. And please cannot connect with this man because he is truly, truly the biggest inspiration you will ever meet in your life. Uh, John, we love you. Talk to you love soon. You. Thank you so thank much. You so much. Every day. <laughs> Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in to thefunroad.com. Download our podcast. Go online to find a live event. You can also have a you can also have the training. And your sofa. That's right. We have our GPS system, which is a guided plan to success. This takes the ideas that we go over in the live event and essentially 
you make Steve and I your coaches through this process by signing up for the GPS system. So go to thefunroad.com and remember that we are looking for your stars and your reviews on this podcast. So like, subscribe, write a review, and make sure you share it because it's free. Woo! I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Now. Bye. Bye.